Here we are back at Reality Check Chat. It's still Women's History Month, and we were going to continue on with the women's history thing, but we decided there's more important things in life than women's history. We thought the American Rescue Plan was more important. So we're going to be talking about that today. I'm Barbara Scott. And I'm Judy Herschel. Not that women in history are important, but there's a lot to talk about tonight. And I'm Liz Kearney, and women's history will be made in the American Rescue Act, right? (laughs) Yes. It will help women. There are a lot of things in it that will help women, Liz, I agree. Absolutely. We are sponsored by the Independent Democratic Women of Susquehanna County in rural Northeastern Pennsylvania. Barb, can I just say this before we start? Started. Okay, so we live, in a, we live in an area where there's a lot of really awful misinformation that is spread about the Democratic Party and what we stand for and what we do. And we're often demonized. And the reason why I, you know, I felt this was important when you said, let's talk about this is because there's a lot of really amazing things in it that are going to directly affect so many people in our community that don't agree with, with Democrats, but they're going to see the benefit from it. And there's so much in this package that they're not talking about. And I think we got an obligation to let people know what's in it. So I think we should do that today. I was surprised. I was really amazed when I was reading about it in the Times and the Post about all the extra stuff. Now, of course, the Republicans criticized that as being not going after COVID, not going after improving our economy, not going after the vaccination aspects and the testing aspects of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But I am just delighted that that's in there, but so is a bunch of money to help states, which we know is essential because in 2008, in reading Obama's book, I mean, you guys are reading it with me, A Promised Land in our book club. And I'm reading the the third part, the renegade part, and where he talks about in 2009, rather, when he was inaugurated, when he took office and inherited the horrible, what do you call it, the meltdown in the economy, the recession. It was the mortgage abuse by the big banks. He wanted to get help for the states so that, you know, teachers, firefighters and, uh, and civilian workers who, who make up a lot of the middle class could still get paid because <laughs> states were going bankrupt. And I'm sure they are now, too, because of all the money that we've had to spend for the coronavirus. And so this that's just one little aspect of it. It's not bailing out the loose states. No, it's a it's a really, really, really good plan. And, and it's very much needed. They were saying that Pew just did a, Pew Research Center just did a study. And they said that currently two thirds of lower income Republicans support this. And 25% of them even say that, that that's not enough. So, which I thought was very interesting. We don't this even is, all know what's in it. We all, exactly. we don't. But I mean, Judy, you have a pretty good handle on it, but uh, I did. I got position papers. Senator Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey's office sent me position papers on all of the topics. And we could probably do 30 shows on all just interesting things about them. He, he has help going to, to families. He has supporting essential community services, um, pensions. He talks about, about pensions. He says that 10 million hardworking Americans for about for approximately 200,000 employers across the United States, over a million of these workers and retirees are, retirees are in danger of losing their hard-earned benefits. So what this does is it, it could cost them as much as 98% of their pension income. So they have a plan put together to help that part too, which most people don't understand. And that's a very thorough plan that they have here. 
it affects and will affect millions of people. They have, they have support going to small businesses and farmers, which is wonderful. They have the vaccine and the healthcare plan. They also are, um, they have programs for um, veterans, um, veterans that are unemployed to get the vaccine. They thought of that. They have things in here for, for schools to get them the supplies that they need to get them the money that they need so that they can open up safely, quickly, but safely and expanding tax relief for working families, which we can talk a lot about in, in a little bit because there's quite a bit in there. And then lastly, I think that's it, but those are the bulk of, of what, what it's covered. And I think they thought of, they thought of everything in my I, opinion. I read about this woman in, uh, I believe Georgia, mm-hmm. a young woman, a young mother who had a single mom, which a lot of moms are. She had a son and she had a nephew who she had taken in. So she considered that she had two sons. I think she's in her early thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was 31, I think. And she had a job with the post office and she was in a rent to buy home in Georgia. And she was concentrating on getting her children, good education, public, but mm-hmm. you know, a good education. And she had had some managed to get some college herself, even though she had uh, had her child when she was quite young. So when the pandemic hit, she lost her post office job. She lost her ability. She was, she was doing picnic catering. So people weren't spending money on picnics. So she lost that side job. She was renting a room in her home. I don't know how that worked out. If if that stayed, if she's kept that or not, but then her, um, no, she did not lose her. Let me backtrack. She did not lose her post office job. Her children, for six months of the pandemic, her children went to remote school and they were, their grades were just dropping. Mm-hmm. And she realized that they couldn't stay home and also keep up their schoolwork. They needed her there or an adult mm-hmm. supervise, supervision mm-hmm. in order to do it. So she left her post office job so that she could stay home with her children Mm -hmm. and make sure they got their education. Now, what happens when you leave a job, you don't get the benefits because she left a job. She doesn't get unemployment insurance Mm. and she's losing her home. She got an eviction notice because she couldn't pay her her rent. That's another thing that this American Rescue Plan covers Mm -hmm. a lot of these evictions. People with children under five can get $4,000 a child. This, this would be fabulous. And then they, they can get it parsed out over the months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just going to be fabulous. And it's supposed to drag people out of poverty. I read that it was, it was going to drag more people out of poverty than, or as many as since Johnson's plan. Remember his war on poverty? Mm-hmm. Or you may not but I do. Uh, His war on poverty, where Medicaid and Medicare came in. And also, Judy, Mm -hmm. a lot of healthcare expansion. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, not public. It will still still be private uh, insurance companies. Mm -hmm. But upper middle class families will be able to access the marketplace. 30 million more families, it's my understanding, will be eligible to get insurance from the marketplace and afford so that would about that would about double it then affordable the mm-hmm. i think that's great it I won't that's be great. it can't be more than 8.5 percent of your income wonderful 
That's great. I think the tax credits are good. You know, the, the, the bullshit that the opponents, I say the opponents, but the people that aren't for it are saying that, oh, we're going to get paid now for having kids. Yeah, I think yeah. that just shows the disconnect that they have with people and how badly that they are struggling right now. But in addition to those, those 1400 Is checks per adult. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you. Yeah, stop. Same people that are pro-choice, I mean pro-life. I'm glad you stopped me over that one, but you're right. That's the frustrating <laughs> thing. We're talking babies. Listen, what was it? 25%, one in four children, one in four children. Okay, particularly those that who, who have relied on their schools for breakfast and lunch are facing an absolute hunger crisis and don't know when their next meal will be. One in four kids, that's embarrassing. One in four total American children, you mean everybody? Yes, that's, that's one appalling. in four children. That's appalling. It's appalling. <laughs> but this is a good plan. So $1,400, $300 a month, per kid, five and under, $250 for kids 16 to 17. So they'll get it, everyone will get it. They said 93% of all children in the United States will receive this, their parents, starting in the summer to the end of the year and the rest will be given to them in their taxes. Right, Tax So you have two kids like Eric and I, $500. $500. So that is gonna help people not only be able to, to get caught off with things, but we're gonna be in a good place in one in four children. That's unacceptable. But this could get people out of that though. And long-term. Food banks, there, some of the money's going for food banks. Yep. In the rescue plan and which is a rescue item, but there are things in there like the earned income credit for people without children. Um, you know, people who don't earn, who earn hardly anything uh, and don't have children in terms of their, their taxes being reduced. Mm -hmm. And do we want to raise their tax? You know, we want people to not pay tax. We want the billionaires to be paying all the taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna be struggling like this. Nobody should be going hungry. It's just the opposite to the- Also, think about what a small amount of money that is. An extra $500 um, to a family, it's, it's to me and you and me, it's not a ton of money, but it makes a big difference. Huge difference, life changing. A huge difference, yeah, absolutely life-changing. And to think of Republicans, people, you know, not to mention lawmakers, but even, you know, citizens balking at that, going, oh, you're gonna quit your job. You're not gonna go to work if you're making that kind of money. <laughs> you know, like Mitch McConnell said. And when are they gonna realize? Talk. When are they going to realize, Liz, that the Republican stance of let's just invest in big business because trickle down, trickle down. Mm -hmm. When is it trickle down? We've been told that in our rural community for decades now. It has not trickled down. This it's tax been 50, cuts that 50 we're years. To, yeah. These tax cuts that were supposed to result in a trickle down. Did that work? No, it mm -hmm. didn't. We were riding the waves of what Obama did to, to help the economy. Trump did absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, many rich countries give this kind of support to families with children, and we would just be following along in their footsteps. It's, it's been a long time coming, and it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be societal society changing. You know, not life changing, but society changing because it's going to make such a difference to to these families. Right. And, and people who make money like that, at that level of income, they'll, they'll spend that money in their community. 
And listen, bet, we, yeah. they will. And we didn't win an election and decide, oh, let's just do this. This is one of the most horrendous times of our, our country's existence. It has to be done. When you are given that responsibility to be an elected official, you have to intervene at this point. According to Bob Casey, he says that one, one in three households are struggling with their bills. One in three. And of course, we don't have statistics, so we're going off of polls and things, but he thinks one in three and half of Black and Lat Latinx households. Yeah. And so <laughs> this woman that I was talking about, she would use that money, she said, you know, to get somebody to watch her kids so she could go back to work. Isn't that what we want? Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of childcare support in here too, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, in what form. That I don't have. This yeah. I have from the New York Times. The campaign for child benefits is at least a half century old and rests on a twofold idea. Children are expensive and society shares an interest in seeing them thrive. At least 17 wealthy countries subsidize child rearing for much of the population, with Canada offering up to $4,800 per child each year. But until recently, a broad allowance seemed unlikely in the United States, where policy was more likely to reflect a faith that opportunity was abundant and a belief that aid sapped initiative, which is what we're talking about, which is what they object to which is why it, which is Mitch McConnell saying, don't give people money. They're going to be lazy and not go out and look for work. Don't give them <laughs> unemployment insurance. They're going to be lazy and not go out to work, look for work because you're giving them like $300 a month. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even get the $400 that Biden wanted because of Joe Manchin. So it's $300 a month, please. But I thought that was well put the way the New York Times put that because- that answers all those questions, Judy's, Judy, that you were mentioning that people are saying, are we going to pay people to have children, even though we're pro-life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or how is this going to work? Because we do want people to have children, especially Americans. The uh, birth rate in, in the United States, I think, has gone down quite a bit in, just in the past year, mm -hmm. which is okay with me because I'm for uh, population reduction. <laughs> But I know that I, a lot of people don't feel that way and they need, they see the need for us to have citizens. And where are we going to get those citizens? If you don't want immigrants, you're going to have well, we, children. We, we want immigrants, actually we do in some level, because um, we need to have workers paying for social security to pay for, well, my generation and those a little bit older than me is, is a baby boomers age. The demand <laughs> on social security is going to be rising exponentially. Yeah. So we do need workers to work now to, to pay today's social security benefits. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It seems to me that the expansion of the Affordable Care Act will allow people that are not 65 yet, so not eligible for Medicare, but don't want to work or just staying in their job mm -hmm. because of the health insurance. There's a lot yeah. of people like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I know there are. Mm -hmm. I know there are. I mean, I was lucky because I'm in a union and my union uh, fought. And so we have health, ben we had health benefits between the time we were, and it covered John, between the time we were uh, retired in our early 60s and 65. But not everybody does. Mm -mm. A lot of people don't. So 
You know, no, and in fact, our elected officials are very anti-union in many ways, particularly at a, at a federal level, but that's another podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, just this thing with Amazon in Georgia and Biden not saying any, not saying Amazon, but saying he supports their right to vote for a union for unionization. It doesn't look like it's going too well to me, but um, of course they have the right to vote on it. Mm-hmm. No, we need our unions. Our unions serve a very large purpose. You know, I get very emotional about unions because our right to be in unions and all the benefits that union workers have brought for all of us was paid for with blood. Mm-hmm. American workers were fired upon by American soldiers in the great in the union wars of the past. By, and people who died for our benefits today, we don't even know their names. Yeah, that's why I take unions very seriously. I will never cross a picket line. You know, I saw that you know the, the news of Amazon this week. I said I will not shop with Amazon. I will not watch Amazon Prime this week because these are sacred, sacred things. I do not. Uh, sorry, I get to my soapbox about unions. <laughs> and there's a there's a campaign to get rid of unions. I know. Yes. I know. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. I, I see it as a and the Supreme a Court. The Supreme Court made it with their decision where you don't have to buy into a union. You know, you can say, oh, I don't want to be belong to the union, um, which I said when I first started to work. I thought, what? I have to pay union dues. But if if then I realized, well, if everybody doesn't do it. You know, we don't get the benefits. It's not going to work. And you'd enjoy the benefits of being of union union representation without paying your dues. That's not fair. Right, right. But that's how the that's how the Supreme Court decided. I know. Now mm-hmm. that's the case. And mm-hmm. I mean, these right to work states. Uh, I mean, is Pennsylvania a right to work state? No. I don't know what we should know that. I know they were trying to pass it in Montana. No, it's it's at will. It is at will. We're an at will state. What does that mean? That means that, yeah, they have the right to get rid of you. Hold on. What do you mean they have the right to get rid Hold of you? Hold on. The right to work is a misnomer. Right. It's just the yeah. opposite. Right. It's the yeah. right to fire your ass for, for no reason at all. Yeah. It's the right to work in a state that doesn't allow unions. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So like I found an interesting statistic. I can find it. This could reduce child poverty by 9.2%. Okay. And increase net employment by more than 500,000 jobs, especially for women ages 25 to 44, who are nearly three times as likely as men not to be working due to childcare demands. Right. Mm -hmm. Childcare demands. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's hard. Yeah. And with the improvement in, in child care and child care credits, you should get in a modern society like ours, we either have to provide child care for people, quality child care, certainly universal pre-K we should be providing across mm-hmm. the country or allow them to give them the money to pay for it or tax breaks or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And do something to make health care a little more affordable. I don't think that's asking too much. No. We're talking education and healthcare. Free hand out my ass. Education right. and healthcare. Every civilized culture, you know, has focused on those, those things. I don't think that's too much to ask. And, and Judy, how do our neighbors who um, are not in favor of this bill, this, this act, how do they reconcile? How can they be okay with child hunger? 
how can you be okay with that? I, I mean, this is the richest country in the world, maybe the history of the world. How can there be one hungry child in this? It makes me weep. It well, makes me so they angry, would say, I cry. They would say that the churches around should deal with it or organizations, you know, that are nonprofit, having nothing to do with the government. They should deal with it. They should feed the people. But Liz, it's, it's a total difference of mindset, you know, I would, you know, they call us bleeding hearts and snowflakes and all this shit. I, I think, I think a lot of them are self-centered. Because we want people to, because we want but I think, to I think they're self-centered or they're sheltered or they don't give a shit. They only care, not to say they're evil and that, that they, you know, are murderous or, I just don't think they care. I think if, as long as it's not around them every day, there are people in this world that that's too foreign for them to even give a damn. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I can't on the television. You know, there's so many people around here that don't go to the cities. They they've never had a gay friend. They've never met somebody who's transgendered. Um, They they they've never been friends with with somebody who's black. You know, it's they have not experienced that. So there's this fear or there's this total disconnect that that's just an outside world, like another country. And I got my bubble. I don't think they give a shit. Honestly, honestly, they give give a shit about other things. I'm not saying they're uncaring in other ways, but I don't think people even have it on their radar. What what do you mean? They're give a shit about other things. Like what? I think, you know, maybe it's ignorance, but that sounds harsh. How many people have we met that me, for example, my life changed when I moved away and I met people and I saw the world outside of here. Totally different mindset on things. A lot of people haven't done that. Okay. Well, and and maybe I'm being too nice about it, maybe. But I think I think that's true. And then what results of that as an adult, as you go through life, living a a very I don't want to say sheltered because that's hard, but sheltered perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, your viewpoints become stronger, and you be you become that more removed as time goes by. Well, I I think that, that there's a lot to that. I feel very lucky that I was exposed at an early age to other ways of life in other countries. And I'm grateful that I had that experience because I think it really made a difference in my, mm-hmm. in my life. And also I spent a lot of time in a city. You could be just as, you know, with the towel over your head in a city as you can in the country. <laughs> it happens. I, I mean, it's harder because there's so much um, stimulation. <laughs> But for example, in New York City, you can't go on the subway without seeing a bunch of different kinds of people. Exactly. You you know, whether to. it's you're going to work or, or you're not. Now you can stay off the subway, I guess. And you get um, to know people and you get to, to break those stereotypes that you may have had in the past. That, oh, that's not true about them. And it's amazing. And I think the, Re- the Republican Party takes advantage of that. They know that. They know that. So why do they explain, you know, when they're talking about people co- crossing the southern border, calling them racists and gang members because they know people in the country are fearful of outsiders and blah. So they paint in that picture that we're under attack because they're taking advantage of the perception that our communities have about outsiders mm-hmm. when it's not true. When you never met somebody personally, you have no. Yeah, but there's also, I mean, I know that I- when It's not I- an excuse. When but. I was a child, I went with my grandmother, belonged to the, of course, this was in Washington, which is a city, but she she belonged to the um, National Geographic Society. 
and they would have at that time, this is in the fifties, slideshows of their main stories. You know, like they'd have the person that that had the story in uh, New Zealand, and he would give a slideshow in in the uh, live in the um, congregation hall. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's it called? Not congregation hall. Con- Constitution hall. Constitution hall. Thank you. Oh yeah. In Constitution hall, which is a big, beautiful place, mm-hmm. and you know, there'd be a guy down there giving a lecture with a slideshow and you'd see all these different looking people in a different, with different customs and stuff. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, and also, you know, we should, my dad gave a slideshow for for a bunch of friends because he went to Korea for the government and he came back with all these slides. And so he dressed up in like a Korean outfit and in our basement, I remember, he gave a slideshow and, and told about, you know, this is the park in Seoul. It's a totally different place now. But, you know, he described the That's whole thing cool. for his friends, his church friends, you know, his mm-hmm. friends from church. Mm-hmm. Um, and those kind so they of heard his stories and they they got to see that. And they got to, I, I bet well, your, your dad. Can't everybody do that. Why don't people do that now? But that's what we should do. You know, <laughs> I thought of that, too. I'll tell you what, Barb, I'm not kidding you. And this is, this is, you know, going in and even talking to people that are to the far right, once they get to know you, it does start to make a change. But the Democratic Party, and we probably need to realize is part of this is we can influence our community by going to them and having them get to know us. They don't want to know. And through us. Because it does work. It does work. I, I, it, it does work. It doesn't work enough, though. You'll, you'll have to set that up, Judy. I'll go. And if there's anybody there that's not a Democrat, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> really? Yes. I mean, okay. anytime, anytime we set these things up, anytime we have any kind of a thing, and we you it's know, fight everybody, it's always Democrats that are there. There's nobody there that's a Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I see more Republicans during the day. I see no, I, I see more Republicans. So, you know, I got, I've got to know a lot of people. They've gotten to know me. They hated me when I first started some of them and they've come up to me, you know, now and will say, you know, you're not what I thought you would be like now that I got to know you. You know, it's amazing what you, what you can accomplish when you just talk to yeah. people, but it's yeah. hard in this very tumultuous time to have that and have the patience to do that. There's some people I've had to walk away from. I can't talk to, but there's some people. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know? sure there's a lot of that. Did you find, can you find out who spray painted my Black Lives Matter sign? That's horrible. Are you serious? Really? Did you hear about the barn that was burned down? No. It was a barn burnt down. It's in one of our counties in our district. I can't remember which one, but it had Biden um, painted on the side of a giant farm barn it was burnt to the ground this happened last oh, week no. you know i should have oh, that's, more that's, on that. but that's terrorism it's terrorism it's awful but it's it's sad we got to this point yeah mm-hmm. our sign was up in the tree because our first one was stolen so john put the the, the other one up in the tree it had been there for a long time and he t- recently well, we decided we were back and forth. Should we take it down? Should we leave it up? Should we take it down? Should we leave? I said, I don't care whatever you decide. So he decided, let me, I'm going to take off the Biden bumper sticker yeah. that we put on there and we'll just have the Black Lives Matter sign up there. I think it was in the middle of the night because our neighbor woke up and 
turned on his light, he said, and then he saw a flashlight over there and then near our place. And then he, and then, and then later I saw a couple of weeks later after Buddy said this, I saw, I said, oh my gosh, it looks like our sign was spray painted and it was. And it was. So somebody yeah. had to have seen it during the day, came back with a flashlight in the middle of the night. Like who in the, who would have that much drive to go to a stranger's house that they passed you in the middle of the night with a flashlight, spray paint it, and you live out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Well, you can't go those? and spray paint it. You've got to either stand in the back of a pickup or- Or get a, lab, a ladder. Like this, this was a plan. This was a, but also shooting at my signs was a plan too. It, but it, it's, it's sad and frustrating that these things have to happen. Well, meanwhile, we still have Trump signs up on our on our road everywhere. I mean, I don't go out and like they bother me because he lost the election. I think they should be down, but I'm not going to. Yeah. You're not planning. To, you're not planning on dressing in black and going to their house and peeing on them. <laughs> you know, well, it, it doesn't do that. I'm not going to take them. <laughs> Yeah, or I flip them off and I drive by. It makes me happy. <laughs> Did you say you flip them off? Yeah, I flip off the signs. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's so I see flags like big ass flagpoles with Trump flags still. I'm like, that's you just give this stuff up after the election, right? You just give your Biden signs up all year round. Well, know? I guess I guess weird. they had painted these people had painted their barn. There wasn't anything they could. They oh yeah, that's paint true. it out, right? Yeah, the one that was burned down. They'd have to paint it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking fifty billion dollars for testing. Wow. We've got twenty billion for improving vaccine administration and distribution. Ten billion for the Defense Protection Act to procure the essential PPE that's needed and the medical equipment. Okay. And eight billion for public health workforce development. Yes, I understand. There's going to be a lot of healthcare jobs. There are coming out of the American Rescue Plan. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but they are hiring people maybe to give the testing and the vaccinations and mm -hmm. and to make the new vials. I don't know. Right. They're also going to subsidize 100% of premiums for COBRA to help people who've oh, yeah. experienced job loss oh, yeah. Yeah, have for health and health coverage. That's a really mm -hmm. good one too. See if mm -hmm. I can find any more good statistics, but this is all good stuff. It oh, I saw an interesting tidbit too. And the, um, the New York Times was covering some of the, um, the act. They're gonna exempt student loan forgiveness oh, yeah. from income taxes. Right. That's gonna help a lot of people too. I'm not sure that's everybody. No, but I mean, if you have like, like if you have a student loan forgiveness for like for like for a job you've taken as maybe right, healthcare right, education, right, right. they're gonna they'll be exempt that forgiveness from income taxes through 2025. And that'll help a lot of people too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So a lot of stuff for farmers. So farmers contribute about a a trillion dollars to the U.S. GDP, and they employ about 10 percent of their of our workers. So they're 7.25 billion for paycheck protection for nonprofits. Let's see. $15 billion for targeted economic injury disaster loans, which I don't know what that is. Do you guys know? No. But $25 billion for the restaurant, $25 billion for the restaurant revitalization fund, which is great. Our restaurants right. are really hurting. Right. And, and there oh, yeah. will be a lot of for small businesses because Biden went to yes. I mean, very small businesses. He went to one today in Washington and promoting this. Evidently, the, the previous 
money in the CARE Act went to bigger businesses. So he's got 10 billion going for small business credit initiatives in the state. So he's got 10 billion going for that. And another 1.25 billion for the shuttered venue operators grant to support live entertainment venues. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm glad they included that in there because I don't think that those types of businesses have been getting a whole lot of help. So, well, and performers. What about and performers? performers? And we were just talking about Broadway earlier, you know, yeah. they're hurting, mm-hmm. they're hurting. So just all good stuff. Suppose yes. 4 million of the upper middle class income yes. could get health, health insurance on the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So they're giving $20 billion to tri- tribal governments. So a lot of these individuals living on Native American reservations, um, I had seen the news clip a couple of weeks ago about how it's really hitting them pretty hard. They don't have access to the healthcare that a lot of communities have and, and they're having a hard time economically. But local governments like counties will be getting um, $130.2 billion that will be divided. So the, the, we'll get something probably around six, seven, eight million our county to decide how to disperse directly to so that's a that's a pretty decent amount. So I, have a, I have a question. So will Republican led like local governments and legislative will they refuse any money that comes their way? Um, no, you know, they'll, so they gladly, they'll gladly. Yeah, they'll gladly. Of course they won't. <laughs> well, you know, don't laugh just, because just check there are still several states that they're hoping will accept the Medicaid expansion from 2010 when the Affordable Care Act. You know, Texas is one of them. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of states that, did. in fact, um, what was the governor who wasn't reelected because he refused to accept it and a Democrat got in there, Missouri or something mm-hmm. or Kentucky? I don't know. Yeah, but, I think, yeah. You know, just cutting off their nose despite their face. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I so, don't know how they can argue it, but they've even said that so many people need this. They can't run a smear campaign against this once it's out there. I mean, what are they going to say? Mm-hmm. They're going to say what they, well, just what we've been talking about. You're getting paid to have babies. You're right. I've seen people, you know what I've seen? I've seen people on, on social media bitch that rich people will get it or people who don't need the money will get it too. I'm like, I'd rather have a few people get it who don't really need it than cut off the, the star people who do need it. Oh, I and agree, Liz. And people who get it who don't need it, what do they, they'll donate to food banks, you know, They'll disperse that money, you know? Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. And there's no way to differentiate. And some of those those upper middle class, you know, I have a a good friend who who last year combined income of maybe $160,000 a year with her family. They are struggling right now. Issues with the husband working. They are really struggling. Mortgage. So last year their taxes, it looked great this year. So how can you tell? You know, that's what I tell people. you're right. We may have to have a couple people that don't deserve it have it to, to reach everybody. It's that dire of a situation. You can't choose, you can't pick and choose. You got to have a cutoff someplace, yeah. and people are going to be left out. Just like there are a few people that maybe don't need it to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what? Uh, hey, I just got a good uh, a COVID nineteen vaccine alert. I might be able to get a shot. Maybe let's get a text. All right. So thank you very much. It's great seeing everybody. We didn't see anybody. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Leave that in, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know what our next topic is going to be, but I'm sure it's going to be, you know, wonderful. So you guys out there listening, both of you. Uh, and anybody that's out there 
that can get us on like you uh, iTunes or YouTube or Apple or Spotify Help or something us. like that. Help us. We're reaching out, you know, because of course, you know, there are a lot of people that are missing out on this great podcast and we need them to have access mm -hmm. to it. So we'll see you next time with a new and different topic that we have no idea what it's going to be. <laughs> reality check chat at realitycheckchat.com. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs>